It's Tuesday. It's that time again. I'm joined by somebody who's going to do a little 10 minute catch up. And the funny thing about these is I started them in lockdown. And now that lockdown's kind of finishing, I've decided to kind of push on. But we're right to the very tail end of lockdown, aren't we, Yvonne? So Yvonne is joining me today. She's at Y Lane 2. Hello, Yvonne. Welcome to UK Low Carb. Hi, Dan. Really pleased to be chatting to you. Yeah, and it's great to talk to you too, because actually we met last year at Real Food Rocks, which I'm sure we can talk about briefly. Um, But it's nice to kind of have a reason to catch up again, which is nice, because I kind of assumed that I'd be meeting you at Real Food Rocks again. Um, And the fact it's been cancelled is quite sad, isn't it? It is, yeah. I was booked in to come again. So yeah, it's really um, disappointing that that's not going ahead. It was a great event last year. It was really good. So let's start the 10 minute timer now and get into our catch up. So let's talk about Real Food Rocks first from last year. So if somebody wasn't there, how would you describe it? What was it like for you? You know, it was just a really great, relaxed event. Um, I love the fact that it was outdoors. I stayed in the big house um, at the venue because I don't drive. So I went there on public transport. So I think I was actually one of the first people to arrive. Right. I was greeted by Jen Unwin with a bag of awfully posh pork crunch, uh, pork <laughs> crackling rather. <laughs> so it was just a really nice way to arrive. And it, it kind of summed up the whole event. It was very chilled. Uh, lots of interesting people there to chat to. Some interesting food vendors. Uh, I met up with a couple of friends of mine for that I've met through an online forum. Um, so all in all, it was just a, a, a really nice chilled event that went, you know, it wasn't just the day. There was some nice entertainment in the evening, people dancing. It was great, was wasn't it? It was like just one big yeah. party. And yeah, when I got there the night before and it was pouring down with rain, I thought, what, what are we letting ourselves in for? Because it's a bit unforgiving, the sort of Lake District countryside uh, in the rain. There's not a lot of let up. And I thought, this is like marshy land. But then the next day it was gorgeous. It was a perfect temperature. We were so lucky. And it was just really fun, wasn't it? Like a lovely day with lots of lovely people all chatting about low carb. And the fact that you could eat food from pretty much any stand and it was all low carb was just incredible. It blew my mind a little bit, actually. I was like, oh, I can't have that because it's obviously got sugar in it. Oh, no, it's frozen yogurt without sugar. Uh, you know, like you know, all those things were just lovely. It was a really nice event, wasn't it? It was brilliant. And, you know, I probably found the food a bit more challenging since I'm nearly carnivore. Um, yeah, but actually, I had some really interesting chats with some of the vendors who hadn't necessarily considered that. So that was also um, enjoyable. Um, and what was really good was the talks that were going on alongside it. You know, there were cues for some of the most famous people but you know David Unwin's talk about his animals was just brilliant well I missed all of this because of course I was outside as one of those vendors so uh yeah can you tell me like what what was his talk about sorry so David Unwin was talking about the various animals he's kept over time uh, how he's produced some of his own food it was just a informative b entertaining and actually a good vehicle to display all the knowledge we you know he has about low carb eating and so on. It was just a really different take. And also um, the fact you're so close to him, right? So the rooms that they had these talks in, I mean, I didn't go to the actual talks, but I imagine you can't have more than about 30 at a time or so. Is that right? Yeah, they were quite small and people like him and also Ivor Cummins, I went to his talk. Um, that was overscribed. You know, you could see people 
standing outside looking in through the windows yeah <laughs> listening in through the windows it, it so it's was really up close personal experience which is amazing yeah. but anyway yeah. it will be happening next year everyone so those people are thinking oh you tell us something was amazing last year and it's not on this year thanks thanks a million but it is on next year right so let's just move on then because i want to ask you about lockdown and how it went because in early march we were in contact with each other and it sounded to me like you had covid now of course we don't know because it was early days in March. So at that point, there were no tests or anything. And it was a much more different situation whereby doctors and well, I mean, hospitals, nobody knew how to test for this stuff, did they? So what happened? Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I was off work. Um, I just had a really nasty sore throat, headache, completely exhausted, like exhausted like I haven't been in a very long time. Yeah. Um, a a bit later on into it because it lasted I was off work for a full two weeks which is very unusual for me um I started to get a temperature um so I had a lot of the classic symptoms I did call 111 twice but it was at the point where if you didn't have a great big fever or yeah. a continuous cough because my cough came right towards the end they just said oh well take paracetamol and stay oh, wow. at home <laughs> and that's it wow um, okay so and the doctors by that point had stopped seeing patients um in person um so they basically spoke to me on the phone and just wrote a medical certificate <laughs> for me to collect once <laughs> i was done and dusted um, wow. so it was a bit of a bizarre experience really did you have the um, loss of taste that that seems to be quite a common feature for a lot of people no and actually i was really hungry <laughs> oh really I ate so much food which normally when i'm ill i, I lose my appetite so yeah normally you do don't you i mean i'll say you i mean just one does because mm. i think even it was uh fung said this in his book about the obesity code he said when you when generally when you're ill your appetite cuts itself down because your body's concentrating and focusing on getting well again and using its own stores to do so it doesn't need to digest food anymore it changes itself to being in complete um i suppose immune um response mode and it's literally pushing itself that way so it's interesting mm. for hungry um and what sort of things were you eating was it meat i imagine if you're pretty much carnival meat a lot of cheese actually yeah you can't go wrong i think part of that was <laughs> it was readily available in the fridge because when you're exhausted you don't really feel like cooking yeah of so, course of course yeah. yeah so i did just have a lot of cold stuff that was sitting in the fridge yeah um, and you're, you're based in london is that right yeah so I guess it, that makes sense in a way. It looks like London was hit first with this, doesn't it? So um, they were probably hit, I guess, March would have been the time where it'd be really quite rife in London and then peaked yeah, maybe you know, towards the end of the month. Yeah, a lot of people at work, looking back, um, just after Christmas and early January, there were so many people off work with yeah. mystery things. Um, well, I was really back, ill at the time. I remember in March, so when I was recording my first series, some of the interviews, I won't say which ones because maybe people, people can tell anyway, but I was feeling so under the weather for about a week and a half, two weeks. And then I got these mouth ulcers, which I've never had that before. And it's a real pain. And they just kept coming. And I was like, maybe my toothbrush is like, I use an electric toothbrush. Maybe like it's not charging or maybe my head's on the toothbrush arm. Right. Something's not right here. And it's getting worse and worse. And then I was getting more and more run down and just getting sort of really burnt out feeling. And then I got this light cough. So we had to go into lockdown for two weeks. Um, but then the annoying thing is, I, don't, I still don't know if I had it or not. I might not have done um and you know 
you can have the antibody test and still find out you've you've not got the antibodies even if you did have it so have it so exactly i mean i have had an antibody test which was negative but the more i've read about them now they're not terribly reliable and i've been reading all the stuff about t cells and how not everybody develops antibodies so i was a bit disappointed it was negative because i'm pretty certain you want to have uh, basically something, some protection. And that's the problem. They say that herd immunity is pretty much failed as a concept because actually without a vaccine, we might not make the antibodies. So we might mm. make them, but they might not be there long term. So in that mm. case, I just want to ask, you, you're pretty much carnivore. Do you mind describing like what would you have food-wise in a day? And are there any kind of good recipes or, or meat ideas, fish ideas you would like to share? Yeah, so I eat usually twice a day, sometimes once a day. Uh, I try to eat within like a four or five hour window um, between sort of roughly 12 and five or six, depending on how my workday goes. So one thing will normally be a fairly quick and easy thing like fried mints with some eggs mixed into it, a bit of cheese perhaps, Um, you know, just something that I throw together now that I'm working at home. Yeah. I can make it quickly. Um, yeah. Then in the evenings, I might have something a bit more luxurious. So some of my favourite things are things like beef short ribs, Ooh, uh, yes. which I cook in the pressure. Co- I've got an instant pot, which you can use either as a pressure cooker or a slow cooker. Oh my so word. that's ideal. You just stick stuff in it. It stays warm for up to 10 hours when it's done. So you can put your food in and it's done. And so I'll have things like that or lamb shoulder or oh, lamb breast. Um, yeah. I also, I like steak, short rib, uh, sorry, um, ribeye or um You can't T-bone. beat that, can you? And the just before... near me, actually, he, um, he's won the best T-bone in London award. Oh, wow. Local butcher. So, That's a good um, person to know then, isn't it? Oh, indeed, but, yeah. So he or she is like a legend, like, like nationally. So that's something we want to we'll <laughs> yeah. get on this show at some point. Um, so I was just going to say that this is the important thing that most people listening to this might not know uh, unless they knew you. But you actually are somebody who is diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, weren't you? Yeah. And what's the situation of your diabetes now? So... I guess it's in remission. I, I don't really like phrases like that. I prefer to say it is well controlled. Um, yeah. But my numbers of my my HbA1c, the the average over three months, has been non-diabetic uh, for three years. That is um, incredible, and that's all through low carb and carnivore. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, that's the time up. That was that's the alarm up. that you chose. But just want to just want to finish on that point. Sorry. So you were somebody who had diagnosed, and we're going to do a full podcast episode. We're recording it straight after this, so you'll hear it in a few weeks' time, everyone. But you were somebody who had been diagnosed with type two diabetes, and now you're pretty much in remission. I, you're under such good control that you don't need medication. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I've never taken medication, it, despite having a, a quite a high number at the start. I just wanted to try without. Um, wow. So we're going to do the podcast next, but I'm afraid everyone else, you have to wait until then. So until next time, <laughs> upon, take care and bye-bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs>